Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is day 10 of the public service strike. It's one of the largest that we've ever seen here in Canada. More than 150,000 federal civil servants on the picket line. And at this point, it seems like neither side believes that a deal can be reached anytime soon. So let's get an update on this. Mackenzie Gray is our senior correspondent for Global News and joins us with that update. Good morning, Mackenzie. Good morning, Sammy. All right. So what is it like out there? Is there any kind of end in sight to this thing? Uh, not really right now. I mean, there's two key things uh, that the federal government and the union are not agreeing on, the first being wages. Uh, the federal government's come and said, look, our best offer, or, or you know, we have no more authorization to go further than this, that's what Mona Forte, the head of the pre- uh, Treasury Board, said, is a 9% increase over three years. Uh, the union has said, look, that doesn't even keep up with inflation. We want something that keeps up with inflation for our workers. They say that's 13.5% over three years. And now the union has come in, in the last couple of days and said, we've moved off of that. They won't tell us how much they have come down. But Mona Forte, the head of the Treasury Board, has uh, called their offers unreasonable. Uh, they're still at the table right now, but it doesn't look like on wages they're moving. Uh, and the other key thing in particular for workers here in Ottawa is being able to work from home and having that enshrined in the collective agreement. Uh, right now, the policy for the federal government is that uh, federal workers can work from home or work in the office, I should say, uh, two to three days a week. The other times they can work from home. The union wants the right to work from home enshrined in the legislation. And why is that? So if there is disagreement with management, they can grieve them. And we've talked to labor lawyers about this. They say, look, that is going to add thousands and thousands of additional grievances uh, between this union and the federal government. Uh, and, you know, right now in Canadian labor law, it is the employer that has the right to set the terms of work and where people do work. So those two issues are sticking points. There are other ones, too, but no real movement on the two key things between the union and the federal government. What is the mood like with, between the two sides? Uh, not great. You know, uh, we've seen at different points in time the union calling for escalation. Uh, you know, at the start of the um, of the strike, particularly here in Ottawa, you know, up on Parliament Hill, they were just walking around in a circle on the lawn of Parliament. Well, now they've tried to change things a little bit. They've blocked parking for people. They've been walking around at different spots to try and make life a little bit more inconvenient for the civil servants and the folks in Ottawa who do have to come into work. Uh, yesterday, they blocked uh, a portion of Pearson Airport at a certain time, too. So the union has warned that that will continue to increase. Um, we'll see how much that actually takes place and what the appetite is from the actual members of the union to go and block critical infrastructure or block people going to and from work. Uh, I'm not in particular here in Ottawa, and we've spoken to folks, a lot of them are saying, well, I thought the strike was going to be done by now. Uh, I need to either get some money or I don't want to be in this position. Um, But it doesn't look like that is going to be ending anytime soon unless there's some big breakthrough negotiations. And judging by the tone from the two sides, that does not seem super likely in the short term. Mm, Okay, so what about the political aspect of this? What the opposition parties have been going after the government on this, right? Yeah, the Conservatives have been doing what they do on pretty much everything at this point in time and saying, it's all Justin Trudeau's fault. When you ask the Conservatives about what they do, well, do you want to give the union at 13.5% and add the collective, uh, the right to work from home in the collective agreement? Or do you want to legislate them back? They don't say what they want to do. They're just trying to pin this on Justin Trudeau. For Jagmeet Singh and the NDP, this is uh, comfortable territory. They like being out there with the unions trying to differentiate themselves from their supply and confidence agreement partners and the Liberals. 
saying that Justin Trudeau doesn't care about workers, that workers' wages do need to keep up with inflation. And for Mr. Trudeau, you know, he's trying to walk a fine line right now. He said, look, we believe in collective uh, bargaining. We want to go through that process. Uh, and in part because he needs some of those union voters and folks who are a little bit further to the left to show up for him in the next election and not show up for the NDP. Uh, and so there's a lot of dynamics here at play. But in terms of the back-to-work legislation, which is kind of the uh, you know, true political aspect of it, the NDP said they don't want to do it. Conservatives won't say at this point in time. They, the Liberals don't have that on the table. You know, there's kind of... Uh, procedural mechanisms they have to do. That's not on the table right now for them. But if this thing continues to drag on, when they've used it before in uh, public sector strikes or in private sector strikes, I should say, it was around the three-week to a month mark when they did that, that's when I think that that becomes a realistic potential option for the Liberals to attempt to bring that in. And they would need the Conservatives' help to do that. Right. It sounds, though, like the union didn't think this was going to go on this long. Uh, Well, I don't know. The union was saying that they are willing to be able to wait out the federal government as long as they can, that they have the money to be able to do it. You know, I've crunched the numbers a little bit. They've got about $45 million in their strike fund. Uh, you know, if this goes on for a month, let's say, they're going to be in uh, some interesting financial situations in terms of uh, paying the people $75 a day. If you show up for a four-hour shift on the uh, on the picket line, you get $75 a day if you're a union member. Uh, the union's going through that relatively quickly, judging by the numbers we've seen out here. Uh, but it also should be noted that uh, civil servants are still getting paid. And how their pay period works uh, is that uh, they're basically paid two weeks in arrears. So they've still got paid on Wednesday. They'll be paid a portion of the pr- previous work that they did uh, on the May 10th. So the money is still coming in for those federal civil servants. Uh, if this continues to go past that point, then that's another real flashpoint to Simi about people's ability to be able to financially uh, withhold or, or stand up to the strike. Uh, we'll see how that goes as this continues to go on, because we're now moving to a much higher stake scenario as services start not uh, going for an extended period of time. It's easier for the federal government to have managers run things for a week or two, but to run things for a month, two months, three months, that becomes much more difficult. Wow, interesting. All right, thank you so much. Thanks, Simi.